Yo, welcome to Black Men Save Yourselves, the podcast. I'm bringing this one back because I got a comment where the commenter expressed that they missed the Black Men Save Yourselves podcast. So I did this special episode to thank him for commenting and all of the episodes will be back as of the time that you're hearing this. So you can go back and listen, but I caution you that they're pretty long. And this one will be long as well. We're talking about politics for oneself today. It's one of those things where I feel like you need some actual guidance, some railroads if you would speak to follow. When I first started actually politicking for myself, it was after I got laid off after the 2008 layoffs. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything going on for myself. All I had was an apartment that I had to pay a high ass rent note on. And I had a woman that I was trying to live with. She eventually became my wife, but shacking up basically. And I had maybe 90 something dollars. And I remember this black brother was selling a course called the life transformation course. I spent my last money on this course to do eight weeks of videos and homework. This was when courses was just popping, by the way. One of the first homework assignments was to watch The Matrix. And from there, I kind of learned about Red Bill, Blue Pill. And I had never seen the movie before. So when I watched it, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. It's all in kind of the mind and understanding that pretty much everything is fake around us. Everything is, it is like Plato. You can manipulate it as long as you got the mentality. That's what I got from the movie. From there... The young brother was talking about law of attraction. So I started following Rhonda Burns and The Secret. I watched that movie. I watched a whole bunch of other content dealing with law of attraction. And I was able to sustain me and my woman at the time living in this expensive ass apartment just by aiming tremendously outside of what I thought was possible. So I couldn't just expect to maintain because if I aimed at just maintaining, I would hit lower and I wouldn't maintain. So I had to expect greatness every single day. I had to expect customers by the thousands to shop with my website that I had up at the time. And I ended up getting tens, maybe hundreds of people shopping with me. And I made decent money, decent enough to have two car notes, take my wife out. I actually took a group of her friends out. It was all on me. And we went partying sometimes. Point being, though, I made a practice, a habit of thinking outside the box to a greater extent, almost astronomical extent. And I felt like my, my entire existence, my entire status rolled on me thinking at this level at all times. What I realized too is humans have a negativity bias. So not only am I fighting with my own, my woman has a negativity bias. Her family has a negativity bias 
our friends have a negativity bias and my colleagues and the people around my business and what I was trying to do also have a negativity bias. So my thinking had to be even greater. I had to push myself to the point where I became arrogant. Now, that's a conversation for a different time, but I had to push myself to higher and higher lengths of self-belief to the point where I started hurting people in my life, which we'll get to that later, um, probably toward the end of this podcast and how you stop that from happening. But rule number one is once you get a baseline of positive thinking, you have to push that shit to unthinkable levels to the point where you almost feel like you're a walking God. You don't want to get there. Obviously, you don't want to walk around thinking that you're a walking God, but you want to be pushing yourself to that level because only at those levels, at those higher levels of unthinkable, extraordinary positive thinking is where you will start to speak about such things. And as you speak about such things, you put ideas in people's minds. You win their hearts by continuing to be passionate and dedicated and motivated and just locked on to those visions and those things that you want. And people start to attract to you more because they want things in their lives that other people may think is unthinkable. And so they look at you as that beacon of light, that person that they can follow. And from there, I use that power and that influence and that drive to be someone else that I put together groups. I put together a large group and I put together within that group, a smaller group. Now, again, just repeating myself, things happened where I got too, I guess, power hungry and it all fell down. And we'll talk about how to avoid that in the second step. I mean, in the third step, the second step, though, is people will start to come for you. Things will start to fail on you. In some cases, you'll have seasons, so to speak, where it felt like you were killing it all winter, killing it all spring. And then summer comes and it's like, man, my share price is way down. First of all, you have to internalize that you have to internalize those L's and take them as part of the game. But more importantly, you're looking at each L and thinking about how can I turn this into something that will serve time, energy, money, family and health for me? How can I switch this L around to feed one of those five categories? And if I can feed one of those five categories, that L can now be the foundation for my W that's coming next season. You have to do that consistently among L's. So you never really feel like you're lost because that L is just a catalyst for you to say, hmm, how do I improve? It allows you to sit back and take in the challenge of life. Just breathe it in and say, okay. Let me go back to the drawing board. It's kind of like working out, you know, working on your biceps, your triceps, working on your vertical because your vertical was just not good enough for this particular time. Now, keeping in mind that everything that I just said within this first six minutes of having to think on as strong, like very high levels of extremely high levels of positivity, it will be tough 
to devote your resources and attention to something negative because you're so used to thinking positive. But you do have to pull that L down and look at that L and think of how to switch, turn that L into an opportunity. The third thing that I wanted to talk about is as you get astronomically high in your positive thinking to the point where you're walking around like a damn, like you're floating on air, you're going to hurt people. You're going to feel so powerful that you can do way more than some people are comfortable with. Sometimes you're going to be running with the crew and you're going to burn your crew out because you're going to be wanting to stay up for 48 hours straight. But some people are going to be wanting to go to sleep. It's just the nature of the game. And when you get here, though, you have to be sensitive to people. You have to understand that sometimes people want to sit on the sidelines and watch your greatness. Sometimes you feel you understand that people thought that they wanted the lifestyle and they actually didn't. These are important things. But most importantly, you can't. Focus on positive positivity and politicking for yourself so much that you start losing control of the logistics of certain things that will be pitfalls in the future. You definitely still have to stay on point. And this is anything that's illegal, unethical or immoral. You have to have a lock on that thing. And if you do have to go outside of those boundaries, you need to have a contingency plan for those things, but they will come up. You'll be so high up. I'll give you an example of how it, it happened to me. I was so high up and so just successful with the music business to where I had I had licenses that I hadn't paid for. I was still using the free trials for some of these things. And these things, because I was so arrogant, I didn't think that these things mattered. I didn't think that it was I thought it was beneath me to check all of this shit out. And it ended up sinking my music business. Tried to start up again and it wasn't the same. So you can't let the fact that you're way up high in the sky. Take your mind off of the things that need to be done first, because you're not too big to be pulled down by simple oversights. Now. When you politic for yourself, you got different goals. You got different things that you want. I want to make it clear that it is not always and probably it's not likely that you'll get exactly what you want. There's a phrase out there and I love it. If you it's better to aim high and miss than aim low and hit. If you aim high and miss, you'll still hit pretty high. So that's why the higher you think. The more positive you can think, the crazier and the more unthinkable that you can think about what you deserve is the higher you will get. Probably not what you were thinking about, but you'll still hit pretty fucking high. And from there, and I'm going to repeat what I was saying earlier, the things you say, the things you do, the things you buy, the way you move, the car you drive, all those things will have to be congruent. With how you're moving, how you're feeling, the people you're hanging around, all of that shit will have to be congruent. You'll be speaking the right words. <laughs> you, you'll be smiling at the right times, frowning at the right times. Because they will all have to align with that thinking. Thus, 
you change the vibration of your life. And remember, we were talking about outwitting the devil in hypnotic rhythm yesterday. That's how you gain that hypnotic rhythm. I had a hypnotic rhythm so strong when I was doing music, man. And I was so consistent with politicking for myself at the highest levels to the point where I could, my vision was different. I could literally see the way forward. And there's no scientific proof about this. So, I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I could see little like markings. Like my vision was augmented with some kind of, I don't even know what it was. The best way that I can describe it is it was a radar around the right thing to do. It was one of those things where I remember very vividly driving and I was doing like 110 on a highway where I was supposed to be doing 65. And I remember there was a truck in front of me and I remember a, a, a glow, almost a radar like glow being around him to where it's like, hey, just follow me and I get you there as fast as possible. And as I was doing this, it was like points where we would slow down and points where it would be cops on the side of the road. And as soon as we were slowing down, remember, like no radar detector or nothing. As soon as we passed the cops, we would speed up again. Like it was things like that. Or it would be like I would be at a club and I would know like something would tell me like a big flash of radar would tell me, hey, it's time to go. And as soon as I left, someone would fight. And it would be a big, crazy fight and everybody would get injured and people would come and start taking people to jail. Like I would move away from them situations. Or it would be situations where I would be at a, in a dangerous spot and I'd be at a party and everybody would be like, yeah, we're going to do this and this. I would have like literally three, four females on my arm and they'd be talking about they was going to do X, Y, Z to me. And I'm like, cool. But it was like I would get this sense and it would say. It was almost like a like a sixth sense. And we're like, yo, it's time to go. And as we left, I would have like after I left and came home, I would later find out that the whole thing was a plan to rob me, to put me in a trunk naked X, Y and Z. And I'm like, damn, it was like something was speaking to me. Something was literally out there watching out for me, protecting me. And some people might say it's God. I, I like that. You could say it's God. But what I would say to you is I was always politicking for myself at the highest levels consistently. So that that changed the way I ate. That changed the way that I took vitamins. That changed the way I got up in the morning. I considered every single day a work day. Because again, every single day I was using it, using it to politic for myself to to put out a, I don't know, put out a message that, yo, I'm going to be great. I'm doing great things. But without being, the art was not being annoying or not doing it too much. But I digress. Like, just having the fun, like having the time of my life right now is what I was doing. So just to wrap this thing up, you need to understand the power of positive thinking and the pitfall of negative bias. Obviously, you still need to focus on negative to watch those small pitfalls. But most of life is good, man. Like we living in houses, we driving cars, we not hunting and killing people for resources anymore. Don't you understand that? Like, what if we didn't have money? If we didn't have money, we would literally be in the street battling for this shit to the death for women for food life is good man 
understand that. Once you uh, once you get that down, understand that you're taking unfavorable situations and things you're going through the the L, so to speak, and you're trying to say, how can I flip this into a W? How can I take two L's, bend them to where they make an angle and make a fucking W? <laughs> That's probably the best thing I ever said. And then the third thing. Watch for the people you hurt. Watch for the people you wrong. Because you will be moving so fast that you'll hurt people. It's kind of like moving in a car. You're moving 200 miles an hour. Sometimes you'll hit a pedestrian. You got to make sure that they don't happen. You got to make sure that you, you're... Because what will happen is you'll feel so guilty about that that you will that you'll slow completely down and stop politicking for yourself. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. Like I was just having so much stuff and having so much luck with people and having so much attention on myself to where I started taking advantage of that power and hurting some of the people that I loved and I cared about. And then I was like, you know what? To show that person that I'm really sorry, I'm going to slow down. That's the wrong fucking answer. You got to just make sure it don't happen to begin with. If you like this episode, just like we do with uh, Black Men Stack Your Paper, please leave me a rating. Please leave me a like and all of that stuff. I'm just um, excited to, to talk about something as powerful as this. Tomorrow, we're going to be back on regular schedule with uh, Black Men Stack Your Paper. But the Black Men Save Yourselves, the podcast, I I will be transparent in saying that I, I wanted to end the series because it was too much like Save Yourselves, Black Men, almost as if I stole it. I didn't want to be um, associated with a movement that I didn't know shit about. So I kind of ended the series there. But I mean, I'm really serious about improving the lives of black men and making sure that y'all are good out there because I don't, you know, we are the most hated of race. And a lot of it is because of us. I can't I'm not going to sit here in front. I think we are the majority of the reason why we're the most hated race but i think ultimately if our money was good if we had money like arabs had if we had money like old english blue blood had they would see their money and be like you know what i know y'all loud i know y'all ghetto but you know what y'all lie with me and that's what it would be because old money talks bro old money talks so that's why i really wanted to focus us, us more on money than anything else i think once our money is right we can afford the resources that we need to improve our lives anyway. We can afford accountants and we can afford afford people that will manage our money for us, you know, et cetera. And we ain't got to worry about little petty shit we normally have to worry about. We can live a good life. We can live a, a real fucking life. <laughs>